Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We are doing a mini-series on the fear of God. This teaching was made some time ago. Apology for the quality of the sound. We hope this teaching will be a blessing to you. Give us some further examples of the fear of God in biblical thoughts. Okay. In answering your previous question, what I did was to take various verses from the Old and New Testament that actually showed us the importance and the prominence of the fear of God in the Old and New Testament. To give further example, let's take some example of character in the Old Testament and in the New Testament that illustrate for us this concept in a practical way of the fear of the Lord. I will take one example from the Old Testament, which would be the example of Job. We all know the story of Job. We know how Job faced a lot of trial. Job chapter 1 verse 1 opens this way. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Didn't tell us about his wealth, even though he was wealthy. He didn't tell us about his connection, even though he was connected. What the Bible tells us is this man's relationship, the core, the chief and the main part of this man that made him such a beloved, that made him such a prominent character in the Old Testament. The Bible tells us his name and the Bible says he's a man that feared God. And because he feared God, he eschewed evil. He turned his back off evil because he's a God-fearing man. Two other times in that book of Job, God himself quoted this concerning Job. Job chapter 1 verse 8, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil? And also God said the same thing in Job chapter 2 verse 3, that the main characteristic of Job, is the fact that he is a God-fearing man. He is a man that was perfect and upright that eschewed evil. So in the life of Job, we see an illustration of a man that feared God. Job chapter 2 verse 3, And the Lord said unto Satan, As thou consider my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil, and still... He holdeth fast his integrity, although thou moveth me against him to destroy him without cause. In other words, even though Job passed through all sorts of trials, yet despite the trial, despite the affliction, he still held fast to God. The Bible says he still holds fast his integrity. You know, sometimes there are people that face one or two challenges and they decide that, yeah, they say they've had enough of God, they just want. No, 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 not Job, because. He was a God-fearing man. Yes, he had his question. Yes, he didn't understand the fullness of the revelation of God. He didn't know everything. At the end of the day, God revealed himself to Job in a deeper and a greater dimension. But despite that, he was a God-fearing man. And because he was a God-fearing man, he could face challenges. If you and I fear God, we will not say, because my wife is this, then I have to be a devil. Because my husband is this, then I have to, you know, sin. No, not Job. No one of us will be able to excuse ourselves when we get to heaven and say, the reason why I've committed fornication is because my spouse committed fornication. The reason why I acted like the devil is because he or she acted like the devil. No. 
That will not be a justification. But if you and I fear God, remember submitting ourselves one to another in the fear of God. I don't love somebody because they merit it. Even if my spouse are one of the most godly people, the reason why I relate to them, the way I related to them is because of God, is because I fear God. It's because of the knowledge and the fear of God. That is why I treat people right. That is why I treat my spouses, my children right, because I fear God. Another example, popular example in the scripture will be Joseph, hated by his own brothers, sold into slavery, went down to Egypt. He was sold into the house of Potiphar. Unfortunately, Mrs. Potiphar set her eyes on Joseph. But the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis chapter 39, I will read verses 7 to 9. The Bible says, And it came to pass after this thing that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But Joseph refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master watches not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he has unto my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither has he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How? Now, this is the fear. This is the fear. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? That is the characteristics. That is the mark of a boy that fear God. At the end of that, he said, if I do this, it's because I don't fear God. I fear God. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? How can I commit this atrocity? Nobody may be seen. Nobody may even know. Maybe master may not even find out. But because Joseph feared God, he refused to commit the act of what he called great wickedness. Wickedness against his master, yes. But primarily and essentially and fundamentally, is sin against God. And because he feared God, because he knows the judgment that will come against him if he sinned against God, he knows that nobody may know what God knows. Because of what Joseph knew, he said, no. I'm not going to commit this act of great wickedness and sin against God. Obviously, that costed him some pain because he ended up in the prison. But thank God because he didn't stay in the prison. Because he feared God, God promoted him. Praise the Lord. So that will be two examples I will give from the Old Testament that illustrate for us. People that walk in the fear of the Lord. In the New Testament, I will choose a preeminent example, our Lord Jesus Christ himself. The Bible tells me clearly that the Lord Jesus walked in the fear of God. I mean, if the Lord Jesus himself, the one without sin, the word that became flesh, God with us, Emmanuel, if it was necessary, if it was mandatory for him to live on this part of heaven, for him to walk in the fear of the Lord, how much more me? How much more you? Let's see the prophecy of Isaiah concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 3. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Obviously, a prophecy concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And a branch shall grow out of his root. And it's going to take us through the seven, what we call the sevenfold manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And he said, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and mind, the Spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, 
neither reproof after the hearing of his ears. The Bible tells us sevenfold manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the one we often don't emphasize is the one the scripture emphasizes. The Bible says that one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit upon the life of the Lord Jesus Christ is the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That if you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit, if we are walking in the Spirit, one of the outworking of that in our life will be that we will walk in the fear of the Lord. If somebody tells me that he's speaking in tongues and filled with the Holy Spirit and is living like the devil, is living as if God does not exist, is backbiting, is living insane, and yet he's still praising the Lord, such an individual doesn't have the Holy Spirit. He may have a spirit, but it's not the Spirit of God because one of the manifestations of the Spirit of God in the life of people is the fear of the Lord. And this portion of the scripture, even though it's given us sevenfold manifestation of the Holy Spirit of the life of Jesus, but it focuses on the last one, the fear of the Lord. And the last part of that scripture says, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. So the Lord Jesus, when he became a man, walked in the fear of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 5. Now, I really want to focus on chapter 7, but for context, I'm going to read verses 5 to 9. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. And he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek, who, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the day of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was hard in that he feared. Though he was his son, yet learned he obedient by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. The Bible says that Lord Jesus Christ offered up prayer and supplication with strong crying and tears unto God his Father that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. The Lord Jesus Christ himself walked in the fear of God. Whatever this fear of God is, the Lord Jesus Christ himself walked in the fear of God. And I think that these are some of the examples. We can give other examples from the Old and the New Testament. But I think this few examples will suffice to give us more illustration and example in the scripture of men that walk in the fear of God. Praise the Lord. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.